Well, hello there, everybody. It's your friendly neighborhood GM, Alex, just dropping in here to uh, update you on a couple of new things. First, I wanted to tell you how excited I am for this Fall of Plague Stone playthrough and this multi-shot, is what I'll call it, with some of our great friends from around the community. Make sure to check out their stuff in the description of this episode. We'll be releasing these every other week, alternating with the Final Crusade, and to apologize for our last missed drop. My daughter and Crystal's daughter decided to make her appearance on Mother's Day, and so we have been kind of enjoying slash dealing with all of the great things that parenthood brings with it. Hopefully that won't cause any more breaks in our release schedule, but if you are wondering how to best follow us or see where we update you the most, it will be on our social media at Four Corners Games with the number four. We always at least try our best to update you there when we do drop new episodes or at least tell you if there's going to be a break in our publishing schedule. But please enjoy the Cascade at Sick Rock. Ooh, welcome, everybody, to uh, to what I would like to call a Cascade. At Sick Rock, it is our 2E playthrough of The Fall of Plague Stone here on your, I don't know, fourth favorite podcast, uh, <laughs> but you only listen to four podcasts to the last one. Anyways, uh, we are here with a bunch of great people, and we are so excited. It's going to be uh, a module run game with a bunch of guests, some familiar faces, if you've been listening to our podcast for a while, and we are so excited to have them back with a small edition of a, a beautiful scottish man uh but welcome everybody uh and welcome to our first session of a cascade at sit rock sick rock damn that was bad <laughs> <laughs> you tried though i yeah I, that's a word um <laughs> but just so everyone can introduce themselves uh talk about what they're doing why they're doing it and all the fun stuff they're doing let's just uh, let's start down the line aubrey what you got going on Hello, I am Aubrey, and many of you may know me as the co-producer and GM of Goblets and Gaze, uh, the uh, Pathfinder 2E podcast. Um, I am also the co, uh, co-producer co and GM of Animamagiri, a horror TTRPG podcast, uh, and you can also find me on uh, Nat20 Productions every Monday, playing in uh, some more good ha- Pathfinder 2E goodness. I'm a bit, I'm kind of a little bit everywhere. And I do a lot of things, and I also play. I also play uh, some Lancer every other week, and I play Sawyer on uh, Bring Your Own Mech. I think that is literally everything I do, baby. And I don't remember anymore. <laughs> I'm also in my spare time a sentient kitchen sink, uh, just because you wanted to really cover everything, right? Mm-hmm. That and the kitchen sink. That was deserved. That was deserved. I'll take that boo and I'll, I'll right. hold it tight to my chest. Pause for edit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as that was mean. <laughs> Thank you so much, Abby, for all that. Um, mm-hmm. Ian, uh, do you want to do yourself? Tell us what you've got going on. Yeah, I kind of wish I went before Aubrey now because I don't do nearly as much stuff. So it's <laughs> going to come across as not quite as impressive. This was like the time when. I went to my kid's school for a bring your parent to school and tell them what you do for work day and 
I'm there to tell the kids what a project manager does. And the guy before me was a cop who was literally like, hey, kids, who wants to see my gun? I was shooting out with some drug dealers last week. <laughs> hey, kids, who wants to see a Gantt chart? Do you know what being on time means? Anyway, I do a podcast called Roll to Save, which is nominally about the history of tabletop RPGs, but we've branched out into all sorts of other silly nonsense, including some actual play episodes. So you might have heard the likes of Alex and Paul and Ryan here getting on to be paranoid troubleshooters in our Paranoia series. And we also do some Slay Industries episodes, and we've started a Murkborg actual play. We've also been very remiss and not had an episode up for a couple of months, but we will be having some more up very soon. And I am also not a sentient kitchen sink. See, I feel like you're missing out. I feel like that's probably the most impressive thing uh, that I do in my spare time as well. Uh, Thank you so much for that, Ian. And then No Nat. Uh, what you got me. going on? Uh, well, howdy. My name is Nonat. I'm mostly found on YouTube, on the YouTube channel Nonat Ones. Uh, though lately, our big passion project has been the Sinclair's Library Kickstarter, which at the time of this going live is either about to launch or is already launched right now, and you should go check it out and support us. Uh, otherwise, I'm on Twitter, we have a Discord, and I just kind of exist in the Pathfinder 2e space talking about it. And this is actually my first time getting to play Pathfinder 2e in... A long time, probably since the one shot that I played with you guys months ago. Yes. <laughs> so, Check it out. It was a good you. time. Uh, but yeah, oh my God. that's me. That was a clusterfuck. <laughs> I feel I feel the forever GM life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, painful as the forever GM life can be. Always happy to have. Uh, y'all at my table and then last but certainly not least Ryan what are you up to oh man I don't know (laughs) (laughs) so I'm Ryan Mossbarger Uh, you may know me from I've guested on various podcasts including this one before Um, I also have my own podcast Dice Populi where me and a couple other knuckleheads get together and we trade off duties being a DM and we all do our own little arcs. We're well on our way on our almost, almost penultimate arc. We're getting close to fi- like finishing our first season. So things are getting pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And on a personal note, I am a niche internet micro celebrity who fiends for your attention. Uh, I have a TikTok <laughs> that makes memes and all sorts of other stuff. And it's actually gotten pretty popular. It's got like 60K followers now. So if you like memes and dumb stuff, uh, you should follow me. I am I'm Run DMG on most social medias, and I make a lot of memes and other you know stupid stuff that people seem to like and laugh at. So if you want to check that out? I'd, I'd appreciate it. I, I see them; they they're shared in the GNG Discord server all the time. I thought you were going to say the shit. (laughs) (laughs) Brutal. I like my players to have a general animosity between each other, so I I like that we're starting out on that foot. uh, Distrustful and full of hate. You learned a lot from paranoia. You want everybody to kind of just be at each other's throats. (laughs) I'm I'm still DMing Ian right now. (laughs) (laughs) No metagaming. Awesome. Thank you all so much for joining uh, this super fun dive into Pathfinder 2E. Uh, As always with these episodes, we'll make sure to have everyone's links included in the bio for this show. Uh, And 
those links will be to the media they're trying to create or to their social media where you can find all that good stuff. I highly recommend you check it out. I have uh, listened to, interacted with, and been a part of, in many regards, a lot of their work. And it is not only fun, but dare I say, quite engaging. Uh, and most of the rules that I'll be doing today will be rules I double-checked watching No Nats videos. So if anything is wrong, as Blame. always, it was No Nats' fault. Oh, it usually uh, is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, no. Uh, when you're prone over a cliff, according to your videos, uh, you need to roll two dexterity checks. That's fine. Uh, yeah. So. yeah, I probably said that at some point. I bet. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I get can I can I get some more um actually in that phrase? Excuse me. Could you, um, just, could, you could, actually. you could you redo that one again? Um, actually. Oh, perfect. That's uh, great. Yeah, <laughs> I that's that's how I live my life. Um, actually, though, I would like <laughs> to jump into this this little soiree we got going on here. So, everyone, put on your imagination helmets. Put down your imagination blast shields. Take out your imagination <laughs> lightsabers. And prepare for my imagination. Blaster to start shooting at you. <laughs> I'm bad with metaphors. Uh, Wait, is this is this Pathfinder or Star Wars? <laughs> Shit, I put the wrong character. There you are on the muddy roads of Alderaan. <laughs> <laughs> A large sphere appears in the sky. <laughs> hey, what's that? <laughs> hey, what's end. that? Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, right. Thanks for, sh- thanks for showing up for this actual play of what happened to Alderaan uh, minutes before <laughs> Princess Leia Organa was uh, questioned by Grand Moff Tarkin. As you all have uh, been spending the past couple of days on the long road down from the northern parts of Izgir, the midday sun hangs high and a muggy feeling has settled on the day. The smell of hot mud hangs thick in the air, but the hard, dry dirt churning underneath the wagon has turned to a soft, almost mud, and has given a reprieve from the day-to-day juddering of the stiff wagon frames. The soft creaking of the leather straps underneath the carriages uh, provide a gentle rocking that would be enough to lull almost any person to sleep. Speaking of which, uh, inside the back of the old elf cookie's cart, it seems full to the brim with cast iron cookware, pots, pans, and cauldrons. And right in the middle, a soft fire churns underneath a slow stew. And in that wagon, it seems to be a halfling, bemulleted, with a tiny leshy asleep on his chest. Ryan, who are we looking at? You're looking at Poiria Montana, or Poir for short. Um, he is a... It's kind of interesting that he's the cook because he's probably the dirtiest person here. He does not wash his hands. Uh, he is covered head to toe in, a, in like a relatively thick layer of like dust and dirt and like leaves. His clothes are like a combination of like animal leather and like just random assortments of like sackcloth. He has like a big old tuft of hair on his head. Not like kind of greased back, but it's definitely natural grease. Uh, and he's just chilling out. He's got like a little piece of uh, like uh, straw in his mouth. Just kind of like chomping on it a little bit. He's, he's living his best life right now. As we move from that really subtle, calm scene, we go out to just outside of the second wagon where two twins, Ulf and Ulf, are walking alongside 
Now, they keep poking fun at the small halfling that's trying to keep pace with them. Their jokes, uh, they, they might seem to be unkind, and to an untrained ear, may seem quite harsh, but are in fact terms of endearment. Uh, the speed with which the group passes the jabs back and forth shows that it is of a genial nature. Nonat, what does this little halfling that's trying to keep up with the twins look like? Uh, well, that would be Barley Rider, a mostly standard-looking halfling with some moppish brown hair that tends to fall down over his eyes, just just a bit too long of bangs, a little overdue for a haircut. Uh, but overall, in pretty decent shape, though the one thing that does stand out from the rest of it uh, is Barley's left arm from the elbow down uh, does not match the rest of the skin, co- uh, skin color of the rest of his mostly whitish tanned skin. Uh, currently, his left hand is uh, blue and somewhat scaly and probably most jarringly, uh, the hand ends in only four fingers, com- contrasting the five fingers on the right. Uh, but otherwise, big smile on his face, taking the little, little jabs at his speed, just with, with complete merriment. Uh, just happy that things are going well on this whole caravan ride. As we go from there, we move back to the rearmost cart. The soft breeze that carries the thick smell of animals from all the ones running up front may seem off-putting. But a nose used to the harsh smells of the animals finds it a little more than a pleasant reminder of her former home. The young half-elf has enjoyed sitting in the cart with the overseer, Tom Lee. Though Tom Lee isn't much of a talker, their presence seems to reassure one another. And besides, the half-elf prefers not to talk too much about her past anyways. Aubrey, who is this half-elf with her nose buried in a book? Well, uh, Calliope is, you know... As you said, a half-elf. Uh, currently, she has red hair that's sort of in a couple of braids that, braids that fall down her shoulders. And, uh, you know, wearing pretty basic traveler's clothes. Uh, almost nondescript to a point. Very much so, like, she doesn't want to be noticed. Um, and, you know, you see the, the boots and the traveler's clothes. Um, did you notice that uh, she is wearing a pair of gloves um, that are of uh, some very nice leather? As, she, you know, she has her nose stuck in a book uh, and very much uh, will speak in very short, tight sentences, uh, very much not wanting to really make too much conversation or be noticed at all. We jump from the back wagon to the front wagon, and this is where we find Bort Bargeth. He's the founder and the leader of this little wagon train. He sits and continues to chat the ear off of a small goblin that's sitting next to him, his tall tales becoming grander and more complex with every telling. The goblin uses the point of his blade to clear the buildup of the day's travel from between their toes, and then transitions to picking their teeth in, this, in the next movement, not paying much mind to the dwarf's tales. Ian, who is this little ne'er-do-well? This charming little fellow is Tam the Goblin. He's a snow goblin, so he's actually got blue fur on his skin. But he's dressed in leather armour that kind of looks very cobbled together. It's obviously cast-offs from other, maybe larger creatures that he's taken and sewn together and made his own 
Everything that he has looks a little bit shabby. The backpack he has has seen better days. The various bits of cookware hanging from that look a bit battered, somewhat rusty. Probably shouldn't eat out of them without maybe having a tetanus shot beforehand. And the blade he has, it's, well, the kindest way to say it's a large serrated piece of metal that probably could give you a fairly wicked cut. He also has a very shabby-looking polearm slung through the top of his backpack. It looks really like a large stick with another serrated blade on the end of it. And while he's not paying much attention to the dwarf's jabbering, he's probably eyeing the horses pretty hungrily. From there we move from the drivers of this wagon to the back, where two gnomes sit. Glonda, the female gnome, sits and chitters with a squirrel that she has befriended, the two speaking quickly back and forth in their little squirrel language. The other gnome that sits next to them is taking notes and watching on pensively. Glenda eventually looks up and at him, and her eyes are wide, full of wonderment. Okay, so, no sign of evil beings or societies, says this wee one right here, but... It does say there is an amazing cache of acorns five miles due west. Sorry, five and a half miles due west. Does that help you at all? The other gnome closes his book with a bit of a huff and starts rolling his eyes. Paul, who is this slightly frustrated gnome? This gnome is Ulrich Fizzlebottom. And he has green hair that kind of cascades down the back of his head and kind of drapes over his neck and shoulders. Uh, he has a, a thick, full beard and wearing pretty modest robes. Um, he's sitting in this back wagon, kind of doing his own thing and listening uh, in frustration to this other, this other gnome. Um, but you can see something kind of crawling around his body underneath his robe, and that is his snake familiar. From this scene, the gentle swaying and strain of the leather straps is all that we have left. And I will now move you all to this new map. (gasps) So I turn you over to the wagon caravan that I just described to you all previously. It is noon or so. In the early morning, though it has been a several days, weeks, have to tell, since you last left Eldir, you've climbed in the back of Bort Bargrith's wagons, and you are bound for Andorin's capital city of Almas. Now, the smiling caravan master cut, you tra- cut your travel costs to only a handful of coppers, or even for some of you, to free, so long as you promise to protect the wagons should any trouble arise. Fortunately, though, your journey, as of right now, has been fairly boring, to say the least. Even if the ride itself has been far from comfortable. As you broke camp this morning, Bort announced that you should arrive at the town of Etrin's Folly by nightfall. And he promised a comfortable bed for the night as a reward for the long day's travel. However, the caravan's teamsters made a sour look and looked back and forth to one another, sharing a glance. But soon enough, you are back on the road, and here you find yourselves, the wagon bouncing and creaking on this rather uneven trail. What do you all do? Or what questions do you have for me, the dungeons? 
so am I? So I take. Am I the cook, or am I just happen to be in the cook's like? Uh... You just happen to be. So Cookie is an old half elf, um, old even by elven standards, around eight hundred or so years old. Uh, he is the cook for this place. He has a tough time hearing, um, but he is more than happy to provide you with a little shelter, and he likes your company because he really likes your son. Uh, in particular, he, he finds him quite adorable. My son is adorable. Uh, so, Cookie, can I ask you a quick question? Uh, was anything... Huh? So, this stew... Is, is, yeah. is, there, is this a veggie stew? Is it a meat stew? Was everything sustainably grown? No, no. Sometimes I find that the sandals hurt my feet. Yeah, that's, that, that's interesting. Uh, I'm just going to assume I can't eat none of this... Uh, it, it, so, Cookie, uh, how long you been doing this? How long you been on this here wagon train? Well, sometimes I wear it long, but in the summer I cut it short. <laughs> it's it's honestly it's like I'm talking to my grandma again. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, uh, cool. Uh, and I'm just gonna kind of like tilt slow, like as I'm uh, I'm just gonna kind of like tilt back into a. Rec- position and kind of go back to taking a nap. No, thank you. I haven't done it in years. What were the uh, the twins' names? Ulf, U-L-F, and Ulf, O-L-F, Redfren. Ulf and Ulf, gotcha. Yep. Um, so yeah, as Barley's walking alongside or slightly, slightly before them, just kind of... Uh, you said it's been probably been a, at least uh, a week or so, or longer, yeah. right? Okay. Um, I, I'm not really remembering too much, but hey, we got time to pass till we get to town. What's your story, twins? You guys work together all your life, or uh, just weird to see twins fully grown still in the same place, you know? Well, you know, we used to be on a ship, such a ship. There we were. On a ship, and it sank for completely unavoidable reasons. Yes, completely unavoidable reasons that had nothing to do with us both being on night watch, both of us, and sinking the ship because there was a lighthouse, but it was really bright, so we went underneath the deck of the ship because, let's be honest, we were playing cards, and it was being really bothersome. Anyways, couldn't foresee it, hit some sort of island with a lighthouse on it, uh, and after that, it sunk. Uh, Luckily, we got away i mean left of our own recognizance and were not put to trial and can never go back to mendev again for reasons unbeknownst to me and 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 me and so there we are uh looking for work on the straight and narrow certainly not trying to rob the guy that owns this train not trying to rob him at all he seems like a good guy he does seem like a good guy and so when we try to rob him i mean interview with him he he says he needs muscle and we're very strong and you you look back and forth between them barley real quick and they're uh very lean and thin man uh and so uh hired us on and we've been with them ever since yep ever since we are we are old pals of them yep for the past three weeks wait three weeks wouldn't that just be like a trip and a half uh i mean i think this is our first trip yeah that's our first trip you think we wait we've been riding for three weeks no, 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 no. We met him two weeks or one week before this trip started. Yeah, before this trip started. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, Yeah, hey, old friends. Glad to see you found some, some honest work. And hey, I'm sure most of the people got off that boat okay, right? Yeah, I wouldn't know uh, when they came to arrest the people responsible. 
there may have been charges. I don't remember what they were saying when those uh, uh, no good nicks ran out of town. Well, I'm they're, sure I hear they're still wanted. I'm sure they got exactly what they deserved, or at least will. Yeah, I'm. I uh, you want to take this one? No, you take it. Uh, yep, I'm sure they will. And Barley just keeps walking with a smile on his face. <laughs> His name is Bort Bargeth. Well, you wouldn't believe it. There I was. 14-foot-tall fire giant. 16-foot-tall fire giant. He's bearing down on me, my shackled arms, completely useless for for uh, what I would imagine would be uh, uh, the attack that would fell lesser men. As he raised his club uh, high, Bort, I... Bort. Yeah, yeah, she, yes, 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 kind of goblin. See these these stories, mate. Listen, I like that you've invited us on your caravan and that, and we're here as your muscle and all that. But see these stories, man. Oh, they're just they're pure pish, man. I've been sat here for two weeks listening to you rattling on about all this pish, and I'm just not that interested, mate. I mean, I don't want to be all hurtful on that, but. See, just can we not just sit in silence and just watch the road or something, or maybe I can go and sit somewhere else because you are doing my head in, man. It's, it's just, I mean, I'm, I'm not meaning this offensively, right? But it's like if, say, somebody killed a deer or something, and there's a deer dying in the seat next to me, and it's just making that noise as it's dying. That's what your stories are like to me, pal. So. <laughs> With the greatest of respect, just I'm just gonna fucking shut it. <laughs> the entire time, Ulrich's like nodding in agreement in the back of the caravan. <laughs> well, you know what? I take absolutely uh, no malintent from your statements. Did I ever tell you the time I killed a deer solely using silence? Now let's back up. Imagine now, a mossy wood, listen, and, he, and he just plows that's on a quality uh, tail, mate. But see this big stick I've got in my backpack here this, I, I call this a horse slicer because I like slicing horses because horses are pretty tasty man they're, it's like steak but a wee bit more chewy and I'm no inclined to slice these two horses but see if it's listening to another one of these stories or plummeting off the cliff with the horses deed at the front and me dying I'm probably going to go for that option so Fizzy back there, he's pissed off with your stories too, mate. I'm pissed off with your stories. Just, just gonna button it. That would be great. Well, I, I tend to like my, my meat a little more cooked. And he pulls uh, a sidearm out. Uh, and it is something of a make you haven't seen before. It seems about the size of a hand crossbow. But uh, it's a steel tube, and at the far end, it seems to be belled. You see, when. I like to kill things. I like to make sure they're cooked through. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, Ah, you're missing out the trick again. there, mate. See, <laughs> see my, my other tool here. I call this dog slicer because dog's pretty tasty as well. But, I mean... Now, this the, the, back and forth that happens between them happens almost every day. Of <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bort telling a story, Tam threatening his life in more and more creative ways. Bort threatening his life in more and more creative ways. And this back and forth has gone. And though Tam 
has threatened to change places with a wagon train of open seats for some reason. Tam has uh, yet to have done so. What do you think Ulrich's book is full of? It's just all of their back and forths and drawings <laughs> of all the creative ways and talked about killing each other. Yeah, right. He's just so, back there sketching. Do, yeah, do what? With a heated, huh? Uh, dog slicer? What? Dog slicer. And then the very last will go back to the back end as these two both prattle on at each other. Uh, Calliope, what are you up to? Um, I imagine Calliope puts her book down uh, and at some point just finishing it or getting bored because she probably only has two books and has probably read this one on her journey before Um, and you know leans forward a little bit just sort of looking around um, and uh, looks at the the person that's next to her and goes "Um, we're stopping at this um Whatever they, this town tonight, correct? Or are we just going through the night? Hey, up ahead is Plaguestone. It's, uh, well, it's it's an unkind name for uh, Itrin's Folly. Mm, yes, I was about to say, I don't... If you go into naming a town Plaguestone, I don't think you will attract many tourists. Well, they don't appear on any maps, yeah. though. Uh, as, uh... Eh, hey, long ago, about 20-odd years. Y- you see, they had a plague that wiped out about half their population. Uh, they had uh, a stone in the middle of it. Y- you'd pop coins in there and then be full of vinegar. They would uh, sterilize the coins. And then they'd put bits of food on top. And that's how they would uh, do business. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean... Where I, where I used to, you know, I used to travel with a group of people, and uh, we didn't usually uh, come out this far, you know, because we're, we're... it's not always great to travel in these areas. As uh, as you start trailing off, uh, the horses in the front of the cart start to buck. The ones just in front of Tamley's cart that you're on, Calliope. Uh, they, they move, and they start winning. Their nostrils begin to flare, and they start looking side to side, even though they have blinders on. Uh, You watch as this kind of jittery anxiety moves from the pair of horses leading yours to all the three in front. Eventually, you watch as the one cart that has no one on it starts moving and juddering, and the pair of horses completely rear up. One of them snaps free of their tyings. The other one takes the cart, runs it into a trench, snapping free of its own, and takes off into the wilderness. You watch as Bort turns around. Oof, oof, go get those horses. And you watch as the two twins take off. But just as he finishes his sentence, you hear a loud howl start to permeate from the vegetation, causing the rest of the horses to begin to whinny and freak out. The two lead horses both managed to break free. Bort and... <laughs> sorry, the gnome. Glenda. Uh, dwarf. Dwarf. Uh, Bort and Glenda both take off after him. And then finally, uh, Cookie's horse, at least one of them, 
breaks free and, and Cookie starts screaming and waving his hands and pointing and he begins to hobble after the horse. Tamley, seeing him in danger, uh, starts to follow him as everyone but the five of you are left. The brush around you is thick on either side of the road and though you hear the faint callings of people trying to deal with panicked animals, the soft padding of the undergrowth slowly comes through as three wolves appear. (laughs) Two of them are a little too close to me and everyone else is so far ahead of me. (laughs) I'm sure there are those typical nice forest wolves. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They're probably like pretty chill. Like if you could all do me the favor of rolling oh. for initiative. Ah, oh, they're not friendly wolves, then. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's see what we got going on here. Let's press this little uh, descending button and see, see who's going to go first. So we'll, we'll start from the quickest of them all. Ulrich, what is your initiative? I got a 20. Poir? Oh, I got a 17. Tam and Barley Rider. 15. 15. I'll let you all decide who goes first, or if you want to have it out, whoever has the higher perception can go first. Uh, but I'll let you do that when it becomes your turn. And then finally, Calliope, what you got going on? Six. Six. <laughs> Woo! Good six. <laughs> Smashing through the gates with a six. All right. It is now Ulrich's Already putting a nice jail. <laughs> Ulrich Fizzlebottom's turn. Ulrich, these three wolves appear. What do you do? Um, so are there, like, windows on the side of these? So uh, basically there is uh, kind of a lapped structure on top with a blanket hanging loosely that's been cinched up for the heat of the day. So you can see on all sides, and you can get out from any side. Okay. Um, so first thing he's going to do is... He's going to turn to Tam and say, Tam, get him. <laughs> and he casts Stoke the Heart on Tam. Ooh. So he gets a plus two bonus to damage rolls. Um, and that only takes one action. So then he's going to turn inside the cart and through that opening cast Haunting Him at this uh, this wolf. So what, so what do I do? Um, but but fortitude saving throw. All right, let's see. Uh, that is a natural one for uh five. <laughs> Pretty good. Which start. might be a a critical failure. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, so it does. Ooh, max damage eight points of damage. So how do you kill this wolf? <laughs> <laughs> um. So haunting him is a 15-foot cone effect, and you just see pretty much this burst of, like, black smoke just erupt from Ulrich's mouth in the direction of the uh, the wolf and as it washes over the wolf, and as it clears out, the wolf is laying on the ground dead. That makes me uncomfortable. We just, somewhere in the distance, hear the blah from Christopher <laughs> Nolan noise. <laughs> Inception! <laughs> So uh, you uh, smoke this wolf to death. From there, it is now 
the wolf's turn in the northwestern corner. It's extra close to Calliope. And <laughs> I don't like that. Manages to close the distance in a single stride. It goes with its jaws to do a little bit of a thing called a bite. All right, that'll be uh, 17 to hit. That's going to hit. 17 to hit. So it does six points of damage. And then I need you to roll me a fortitude save, please. Oh, good. They're diseased wolves. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought this was going to be boring. Also, I misspoke. It was four points of damage, not eight. And the wolf comes Uh, back from life. (laughs) That is a... That is a... (laughs) This <laughs> is a 17. A 17. Yes. As it sinks its teeth into you, you watch as this flea-bitten wolf uh, and its disgusting teeth, though they bite into you very hard, your fine leather gloves prevent the fleas on its back from getting any purchase, and you manage to escape any ill effects from that point. It does try to bite you once more, though. For a 13. 13 does not hit. I was like, oh, man, I've never been so glad for the minus five. <laughs> uh, so it goes to bite you again and misses. It is now Poir's turn. Uh, kind of seeing all the ruckus, I'd be like, all right, boys, 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 can't we come to some form of arrangement? We got some, like, juicy food back here. Uh, couldn't we come to a deal trying to communicate a little bit to these here wolves? Do you cast Speak with Animal? I do not have Speak with Animal, but I do know Sylvan. and I They knew, do not uh, know Sylvan. I'm just going to try and uh, calm them down as best I can with my... I, would I know I, I can't effectively communicate with them? Uh, you, like, you pop your head out the back of the cart and say this, and they don't change their attitude a lick. They seem just as angry, just as bloodthirsty, and just as riled up, especially one that died and came back due to rules. Uh, that <laughs> one in particular seems extra ornery. Especially. All right, I'm going to I'm gonna like poke my head out the front of my cart seeing this guy, seeing the, this wolf, and I'm going to be like, all right, well, I tried. And I'm going to cast Acid Splash. Uh, just going to like flick my fingers and some acid's going to like get in its direction. Uh, does a 16 hit? It does. And for some, it does a, I guess it maxes damage. Which is? Six points of damage. And though it was brought back by rules, <laughs> rules put it from whence it came as it dies once more. And then for my last remaining action, I am going to uh, take out my shield, or I have my shield out, but I'm going to use my shield. I'm going to enable, activate shield. All right, you activate your shield, raising your AC a little bit. Tam, Barley Rider, who would care to go first? Barley, you can go first if you want. You're in more imminent danger than I am. <laughs> Fair enough. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, I did want to clarify something. Are we doing a hero point at the beginning of every session or just at GM's yes. discretion? Yes. Uh, yes, at the beginning of every session. Okay. I, w- I meant to say that. Then... What does that do? Yeah, that sounds exciting. Oh. You can reroll checks. Mm-hmm. I love you hero can, points. Uh, stop yourself from dying. Yeah, reroll uh-huh. any d20 after the fact, right? Mm. Yes. Um, it's yes. any d20 roll. Uh, but you have to stick with the next result. If you roll a 15 and then a 6, you get a 6. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Alright, then we're going to try to be cool and see how Barley's entrance into this whole shebang goes. Uh, Barley's going to pull out his Morningstar, 
start walking towards the wolf and say, I'm sorry, buddy. Milani's got to send you on your way. And he's going <laughs> to twist his morning star in his hand as he casts the focus spell, focus spell Weapon Surge, and he's just going to try to whap this thing in the face. Let's do it. Plus one to attack rolls. A plus seven. That is a 16. That hits. That hits? Oh, yeah. Let's go. All right. We are doing some damage. Uh, all right. Nine points of damage. And how do you kill this oh, wolf? Oh, let's go. Yeah, so Barley's almost like shaking his head like, it, it kills me to do this, but it's going to kill you a lot more. And just one <laughs> swift, like, enchanted swipe uppercut with his morning star just wonks this thing down. And you crush his skull, both magically and physically, uh, as the wolf slumps to the ground. Tam, it is now your turn. Okay, um, so... Tam is somewhat disgruntled that there's nothing left to to kill. In there's the one. There's, he's got a dog <laughs> slicer and no dogs. I don't know to dogs slice. With bloody slice. Yeah. Um, well, there are. There's a dog up to the far north. How, how uh, far just, are each one of these lovely little squares? Are these five feet? Let's take five feet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. So it is. Your full complement of movement times three. Okay. <laughs> How many it's been those those nice three actions to get to me. Yeah. So I've got two actions, yeah? You have three oh, actions. I have three. Okay, well, I will run all the way up there. He said. You run up. You're quite winded, uh, and you don't slice any dogs as of yet, but you're ready to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally tooled up. I've been fired up by young Fizzy, and I am ready to mm-hmm. slice some dogs. Barley's cheering you on as you run past, like, go get him, boy! Yeah, clanking as I go with my massive backpack and all my assorted junk. Calliope, as you hear in the far distance as a small blue-furred goblin uh, starts running up the wagon train to come help you, uh, though I have a feeling you may not need as much help, it is now your turn. Mm. Yep, um, Calliope is, uh, you know, just, uh, going to be like, I'm so sorry for what I'm about to do, uh, and as she says this, she's gonna slip one of her, um, the glove on her right hand off, and you can kind of see that there's, uh, these tattoos or arcane symbols that sort of just, like, cover her arm, uh, and then she holds out her hand, and she's just gonna three-action magic missile it. Ooh, oh, boy. Uh, I think that the spell's called Wolf Delete. Uh, it's pretty. <laughs> it's very specific, but very powerful. Uh, how yep. many points of force damage does my good friend the wolf take? And I believe this counts for dangerous sorcery. Yes, it does. Uh, and so that is a twelve. Oh, a twelve points of damage. Yep. Can I use his reaction to attack you before you kill him? <laughs> Because uh, you're um, casting right next to him, would that uh, not? It doesn't. It doesn't have the manipulate trait. Oh, uh, if it, oh, okay. if it has a not to be the rules guy. <laughs> um, if it has a somatic component, that is a manipulate. Oh, somatic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm usually on if it's in like the tags. I mean, yes, you. Though you can. to try to defend you, does the wolves' attack of opportunity trigger on manipulate or just movement? Uh, because they it's tricky. I don't. I don't know. Uh, It'll usually tell you under if it's like, hey, the target tries to move away, or if the target attempts to manipulate action. It doesn't have any of that. 
Could he not do a reaction for attacks opportunity? Does it have, have to have a specific thing um, to do it in 2 Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Never mind. If a thing doesn't have attack of opportunity, it can't use it. Oh, yeah. If it doesn't have that at all, it can't do it whatsoever. Well, that's news to me as the wolf dies. Try to cheat. Tui, baby. Tui, baby. You stick it. You stick your hand in its mouth. You let off twelve points of force damage, and its head pops like a balloon uh, as it uh, as its headless body falls to the ground, and everything seems calm for the moment. But just as things seem to have maybe changed and helped you. A bigger wolf appears to the south. Green ichor falls from its mouth, and as it plops, every single drop fizzles and burns away small bits of land to nothing but seared black. This wolf moves into combat, and it goes straight for our good friend Ulrich. So it will stride, and now it will move to attack Ulrich. That is going to be a 21 to hit. Yeah, that's a hit. I got two amps here with the music and turned it back. So it is five (laughs) points of normal damage. Okay, cool. Three points of acid damage, and you are knocked prone. What? We got the big wolfy prone abilities. Oh, no. He then... Moves to attack you again. <gasps> well, it's As... been nice knowing you. <laughs> For a 26. With the multiple Jesus. attack penalty? Oh, uh, wait, how much do you get when you're prone? Minus, Minus two. Minus two to your AC? To AC That's yeah. right. So, no, it is not a 20. It's 21. Okay. Oh, okay. That that is a hit, but not a good. That was like, yeah. oh, God. Oh, God. Say, holy one. shit. Right. <laughs> It was a, that was a, oh no, it can do this at level one. That was about to be Seven a, po- man, roll up a new character, huh? <laughs> Seven points of normal damage, one point of acid damage. That is exactly my HP. <laughs> so you are now dying one. Oh no. It is now Ulrich's turn. Would you like to stabilize with your hero point, good sir? Um... Is there another roll. way? Okay. Dying I'm checks. Roll for it. Yeah. yeah, dying yeah. checks. Blah, blah, blah. DC 11. Just... Yeah, yeah, DC 11. Because yeah, it's just... 10 it's... plus your dying level. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's just a flat check. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, I'm just going to use my hero point to immediately stabilize. Oh, God. Feasts on your dying corpse. <laughs> well, you really didn't want me to play it, did you? Uh, <laughs> you managed to stabilize just in time. Poir, you are looking out the back of the cabin. You see that everything seems fine to the north, and then suddenly this shriek comes from just behind you. You turn as you see Ulrich take a grievous wound from this acid-spitting wolf. So- what? do you do? I got a question. I don't know exactly how, like, stabilizing and dying everything. So, like, he's stable. Um, yep. What are the chances, uh, like, if he were to get attacked again, like, how, if he got attacked again, how likely is, like, death? Uh, he would drop to dying Very. two. If it was a two. crit, dying three. All right. Yeah. And you would say... And that's dead. Oh, okay, so I dying think dying three. four is dead. Is it? Okay. Dying four is dying is four dead. dead? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Dying four is dead. Yeah. All right. Uh, but that's only if I'm being uh, what the kids call a real dick. Uh, so 
The kids on the schoolyard. Yeah. Or some, I mean, some of those folks online, if you didn't do it, they'd call you not a real GM. Exactly. You know what? That's fair. That's a fair criticism. <laughs> it hurt my feelings. <laughs> All right. I think uh, I'm going to be as I am intended, which is a healer. I'm going to spend two actions, and I'm going to cast Heal, which has a range. Am I 30 feet away? Let me go check that real quick. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm exactly oh, 30 just. feet. Uh, so I'm going to use two actions on heal, and I, uh, your healing living creature, increase the hit points restored by eight. So I think D8 plus eight. I think it's a D8 plus eight. Yeah. So let me roll a yeah. D8 very quickly. That's eight. So you're up to sixteen. Uh, nice. That's your total. Woo. So you are a wounded one, but you are conscious with however many hit points you have. Yeah. Yeah. Up to sixteen. Well, it's funny because I have exactly 16 hit points. That's exactly how much the wolf did. Same. Exactly how much you killed. <laughs> Just in time to kill you again. Yeah, and right? I, uh, I only have one action left, so I'm going to raise my shield again. Um, I don't have any other one action stuff besides moving. So. And you hear the wolf seem to mumble under its breath, you wuss. And you're like, what? Uh, <laughs> and with that, it is now Barley Rider's turn. As I was unconscious, I was delaying, so I'm going to take my turn now. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's how that works, uh, right? But I, yeah, uh, I mean, hearing all the garbage going on down there, <laughs> Barley's like, "Uh oh!" Uh, and he <laughs> he whips out his wooden shield and sprints down for two actions, getting right up in the wolf's face. Uh, really, just trying to be like, "Hey, buddy, over here! Come on, look over here!" Uh, and that is my turn. All right, you try to flavorly get the wolf's attention, but not mechanically. Uh, <laughs> it is now Tam's turn. So Tam is going to look round in a somewhat exhausted way. He's just Poor sprinting Tom. up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <An> absolute worst. <laughs> he's going to have a look at that dog lying in the ground next to Calopy and go, are you going to do anything with that, or can I have that? <laughs> Be my guest, but be aware it has fleas. That's all right. It's made protein. Right. I'll be back for that. And he's going to sprint off down the map again. (laughs) Puffing and panting and jangling as he goes. Of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, Huffing and panting and jangling as one would. It is now Calliope's turn. Calliope, I assume you eat the wolf before Tam gets a chance. Nope. She uh, dislocates her jaw <laughs> like a snake. Like a snake, yeah. Swallows it all. <laughs> Fleas and all. Go. Oh. Yeah. Uh, honestly, uh, I think my best bet is... Um, so I'm going to start off with a two-action... Uh, well, there's only two actions, but... I'm going to start off by casting uh, Infectious Enthusiasm. Ooh. Um, uh, which uh, gives me like a bit of a buff, and people around me a bit of a buff. And Calliope's like, "Okay, yeah, you can, you can do it. Uh, you've, you've done this before. Sure, they were just trained wolves, but you can do it." Um, and uh, and I am going to spend my last action uh, moving this far, <laughs> <laughs> twenty-five feet south. Yeah. Th- yeah. This far. Uh, this far. Perfect. It is now this acid dripping wolf's turn. He's going to take a an action to move uh, a little bit down, a little bit to the right. And he's going to get these guys in a in a line. Oh, shit. Uh, as he does, he opens his <laughs> mouth and oh spews God. in a thirty foot line caustic acid. 
uh, that feels, uh, one would imagine, terrible. Can you please uh, give me a reflex save? I was praying for it, dude. Uh. Yo, I ain't bad. That's a 22. Ah, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> I rolled a nine. Ooh. So that is 3d6 points oh of acid <laughs> damage. Uh, let's see what I, I roll, I, and then in half again. I rolled a 29 for my saving throw. Hey. I'll take five off of his and <laughs> add it to mine. There you go. Here we go. So that is 14 points, seven Ooh. for half as this thing shoots this disgusting line Hurt. of hot, hot acid. Ow. Calliope is rethinking everything. You, right you take now. half as much rounding down, okay. but luckily 14 divides evenly. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Ulrich, I'm sure you're feeling great. How do you put your life on the line for these people you've known for a week? Um, I, I throw myself into his mouth, stopping him from being able to eat anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be that might be best. Um, now he's going to. Uh, Use one of his actions to step away from the wolf, create some distance. Um, he's going to use another action to stoke the heart of Barley. My. Um, so you get a plus two to damage on your if you succeed with an attack. All right. And for the third, he's going to raise his shield. Increasing his AC ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. All right, that is Ulrich's turn. Poir, things seem to be going ass over elbows. Uh, as you watch uh, this kind of spittle of acid kind of uh, dots around your head as you're peeking out, and you're like, what the fuck? As uh, part of the blanket starts to just dissolve around you. Holy shit, did it just puke on y'all? Sure did. <laughs> We're good. All right, we, well, I guess it's sick. We got to put this thing down. I'll feel less bad. And, like, I'm going to take out a finger gun. I'm going to take my finger gun and, like, rest it on, like, the seat. And I'm going to aim, and I'm going to use Ray of Frost because I feel like acid against something that is already spewing acid would be uh, not great. So I'm going to attempt to shoot with Ray of Frost. Uh, ooh, you level your gun. You shoot. 26. Uh, hopefully that hits. Is that a crit? Uh, that is. Is it plus ten for a crit? It's ten plus over 10. its AC. It's not. It's not a critical, oh, but it does hit. It was a nineteen. It's about as high as I can roll. I do Jesus. not roll well, which I, I roll a, a one, but I, I do a total of five cold damage, and its movement speed is reduced by ten feet for one round. Burr. Uh You do five cold damage. Oh, wait, no, that's a critical movement. That's a critical success. No, never mind. That's not a critical success. Uh, it just okay, it just so takes yeah. cold damage. Yeah, he just, he, he looks a little chilly. Uh, the disgusting dripping acid becomes these really kind of neat little icicles with anything would cause more damage, and you have doomed your friends to a fate worse than death. Did I, did I kill it, guys? Did I get it? No. no. All right, I'm just really, all right, I'm just going to, like, raise up my shield in front of my face. <laughs> you, got, you guys got so it. very angry. You, you guys got it. I, I believe Thanks. in you. I have a tiger. Support. You're doing good. Keep it up. Barley, it is now your turn. All right, Barley's taking a five-foot step forward, getting between this thing and the rest of his allies. Uh, that's my first action. Uh, my second action is to raise shield. Uh, my third action is uh, to bonk. <laughs> Mechanically bonk? Or, uh... Uh, does a 17 hit? It does bonk. not. Oh, it has an eight 
17 plus 17. AC. Uh, uh, you know what? You know what? Jesus. We're already halfway through the session. I'm going to hero point that. Oh. Four, a 13. All right. My turn's done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I can only hit this thing on, like, a 14 or 15 plus. Did that thing Ulrich give you? Does that increase attack rolls or just damage? Just damage, I think. No, it's just Ooh. damage. <laughs> Uh, Tam, it is now your turn. So the- you watch as he goes to bonk and then actually hits his own shield by accident. It's all right. That's all right. Uh, I'm turtling. So the um, <laughs> the benefit that Ulrich gave me, is that still up or is that gone? No, so it's a concentration. And ah. so when I fell unconscious, it fell yeah, off of you. Yeah, you had a lot of stuff And then I stuff to can't redo it that's fine. for a minute. Tam so. will move forward. He actually looks quite happy that he's next to this thing now. <laughs> And he will raise his shield, and then he will attempt to use the aptly named Dog Slicer on the dog. Does it get bonus damage against dog? It doesn't. (laughs) It does, however... What does Agile do? Bear in mind I'm a complete moron. Agile means it's minus four for every additional hit instead of minus five. Okay. All right, well, let me try and use this thing. I think it's also fragile. And I've appeared to. Oh no, I get 12. Oh, That's 12. Is in fact rubbish. Are you doing a hero some... point? I could, couldn't I? Yeah, go on. Why not? I'll use my hero point. Let's go. I'm following bad advice from Barley, but. <laughs> <laughs> it worked so but well. But if you're successful, it was your own cunning and war rights that got exactly. you this. Exactly. You guys and also I, managed to line up in a perfect line again. For us. <laughs> well, this thing can't do it twice. Yeah, exactly. What's it mm. say about doing the same thing twice? You're no stat block. There we go. Oh, 25. But also it can't That's what I'm talking about. That's better. Woo! 25 is a hit, but not a critical success. So I do six points of slashing damage to this and you, horrible dog. And you slice that dog, but good. Calliope. It is now your turn. Um, how close can I get within one, with one action of movement? Uh, 25. Eh. Hmm. Use a little assistance down here. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, screw it. Uh, cause Magic Missile is 120 foot range. Hey, oh, God. Why change it if it works? <laughs> why not? Uh, cause, like, literally, I, I would be spending my entire turn getting down there. Yeah, take a minute. Doing nothing. <laughs> Um, because my only other uh, damaging spells are two action. So yeah, let's just do another three action magic missile. Uh, that is ten force damage. Ten points of damage. This dog, this horrible caustic wolf, looks like it's not doing super great, but it still stands. As How it much turns, health does this thing have? It's attention to Tam and goes to bite down Don't hard. Don't you touch my small boy. <laughs> my boy! Uh, 20. Y- you made that I slight promise it's not. Joke. I'm just really <laughs> optimistic. My boy. <laughs> um, my AC with so my shield I win. is 20. However, because I can see him, Let's go. I can use Nimble Dodge which gives me a plus two circumstance Lame. bonus to Lame. AC. <laughs> oh, yeah? Screw well, here you comes Fido again. Because, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that one will be 
17. Let's yeah. go. I screw you, Fido. Yeah, I don't go. think. Solid. <laughs> All right. Uh, to be honest, this is what like Tam is specced for. He came prepared. He has the dog slicer. He has the dog <laughs> shield. He, he has the. He's he's specced for dog killing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the dog having no success yeah, is going to dog. book it uh, straight for its favorite little enemy, Ulrich, moving <laughs> to attack Ulrich on the next turn. It is now Ulrich's turn. This dog looks like it is maddened. Do we get a tax opportunity for that? You have to no. have the... Only fighters have it at level one. Son of a bitch. Um, no. So your level one witch does not have the ability to attack. <laughs> hey, you don't, you don't know what I am. <laughs> <laughs> As the DM, I think I would. <laughs> yeah, don't, um, try, don't try and label him. Come on, Alex. He's going to... Use, ba, 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 ba. all right. He's gonna use one of his actions to continue the stoke on barley. I admire your He's confidence. Going... Yes, you're welcome. Keep the stoke alive. Yep. And then he is going to. Oh, this is tough. Take a five foot step away from him. Actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna go this direction, step off the back of the caravan, and hide underneath the horses, like a true hero. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's yes. what heroes do. Uh, and then, right. actually, I still have one action, so I cower. I have a cantrip to do guidance, so I'm also going to cast guidance onto Barley for a plus one to hit. All right. Isn't that a touch spell? I think it has a 30 uh, feet. 30 feet. Yeah. 30 feet. Cool. Yeah, I won't let you down. I probably will. <laughs> Barley, help me. <laughs> uh, it is now Poir's <laughs> turn. Poir, you watch as this hero gnome now cowers underneath your wagon. Duck and weave. Duck and weave. And I'm going to again cast Ray of Frost. Oh, roll 25 again. Dang. God damn it. I rolled an 18 that time. Seven points of cold damage. I make his. I make him real frosty. He's real frosty. He's not looking great. I'm still up. Oh my God. He's, he's. He looks like he's on his last he's chilly a, leg. He's an X Games mode. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then extreme. And then my uh, my last action again. I'm just gonna kind of like cower behind my shield. Yeah, d- duck and weave, boys. We got this. <laughs> Barley, you turn. And right next to you stands this wolf. It shakes and turns its head to you as if it's ready to attack. What do you do? <sighs> Buddy, I've been trying to get you one-on-one this whole time. Let's go. And I'll wind up for a swing at plus seven. That's an 18. That eight. <laughs> as he winds up with his Morningstar and deals a fat seven points of bludgeoning damage. Barley, how do you kill this caustic wolf? Oh man, it is it is a straight Yay. once across the right cheek, once across the left cheek, sweep the leg straight down. That's that's too many turns. Uh, that's at least uh, three uh, attacks. I'm, I'm a champion, <laughs> and uh, I, I I wrote that my dad wrote this game. <laughs> <laughs> my dad wrote this game. Um, you managed to on both cheeks and up the underside as you smash. 
what little remains of the bones inside the wolf's skull to almost paste. You look around, six seconds goes by, maybe. Maybe six more seconds, who's to say? And nothing seems to come of it. Eventually, Bort returns with the horses, so do the rest of the Teamsters. He looks at his wagon train, sees that two of the carts have become marred with acid, uh, that Ulrich isn't in super good shape. And he's like, what's going on here? What, what happened? Just wolves. Tom's going to point to the acid damage and point to the wolf and goes, that was that big bastard there. He pure puke bloody acid over all his. You are want to go and see the wee gnome guy. He's no looking too he- healthy. Everyone's alive. I guess yeah. that... That is an upside, and, well, despite it, it uh, looks like everything is uh, still in working order, though that cart off in the trench, can, can some of y'all help help uh, get that out of there while, while we fix up these horses back on the, the wagon? Yeah, looks sure. Like ten strength. I'll do what I can. <laughs> I'm going to turn to Barley and point at the wolf and go, are you finished with that, mate? Barley looks down, kind of like closes his eyes, says a quick prayer to Milani. All yours. Cheers. Um, Tom's going to kind of drag the corpse off into the bushes because <laughs> he's not an animal. He's not going to do his butchery in front so, of everyone. Uh, what do you need my help with with a cart, you said? Yeah, so there's a cart just over here. It is uh, just kind of run into the trench, so need at least two of you to try and push it out. I mean, I can give it my best shot. And... Uh, I mean... Anyone else got the muscles? Uh, I, you know, I can I can throw a hand in. I'm not especially astute in the physical arts, but you know, I can try. Yeah, let's go, let's give it a try. Let's, right. let's go down. Let's give it a try. Let's give it a try. It's like, all right, calm down. You get back in the pocket. That's fine. Just shh. There's a little there's a little less pops out of the... my pocket. Did I just call you dad? Uh, yeah, it's a complicated story. Uh, his mother's a tree. <laughs> what is that? We're going to need to get some details over drinks. Let's get to Plague Stone first. Yes. Um, and, you know, as this is doing, she's just slipping uh, the gloves back on her hands. All right. All right. So Go ahead and roll me, me out here. an athletics check, everyone that's helping out. All right. Athletics. My looks at this. Looks 22. at my that nice. A success. A two. Plus zero athletics. <laughs> Why'd you let the plant do it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm a lover of plants. Uh, that's that's my thing. Okay. Uh, I got a 16. <laughs> Luckily, because uh, had your good friend Calliope not managed, you all would be fatigued one for 24 hours due to the strain. <laughs> but with her might and her pretty sweet gloves, as well as Barley helping, uh, she, she and Bar- <laughs> Barley helped you push it out. You look over and you see that Poir was actually pushing on a tree stump the entire time. Yeah, you see the trick. He looks up. The trick is to push with your lower back in a very like awkward and abrupt motion. You really want to flex those back muscles in a very like completely wrenching manner. Uh, entirely from the equation, you manage to get everything back. Some time passes. Uh, some would say ten minutes or so. Uh, is there any healing anyone wants to do? Any? Uh... Uh, I don't have a medicine kit. I'm also not trained I, in medicine, but I do have... I'm not trained in medicine. Did anyone else take damage? Or I took seven points of damage. Well. Okay. So yeah. I got bit. I do have healer's tools. Uh, well, 
I I can cast heal, and if I do three round action for it, it'll affect everybody in a thirty foot radius. So True. I can essentially channel and then I can patch yeah. one person up for six hit points. Alright, so I'm gonna do the heal and get everybody in it. We just uh, just like everybody get close. Of course <laughs> uh, you rolled a one. So that's nine points of healing. Yeah, oh, nine cool. points of healing for everybody. Whoa, wait, how'd you roll nine it? on how'd you roll nine on a D eight? Well it's D eight plus eight. It's not on the four. three action. Oh, it's not on the three action? No. Yeah. I think it's just, oh, it's just one. So, one. <laughs> All right, well, I got these healer's tools. If anybody's got a little boo-boo. Uh, Brutal. Yes, uh, Barley just kind of holds his chest for a second and then shines briefly, and he's like, I'm good. Uh, well, so I'm curious about that, because the one action says D8, mm. or just a D8. The, the two action mm. says increases the hit points restored by eight. Yep. And then three action says you disperse positive energy in a thirty foot emanation. So yeah, so you restore one d Does that not build it, off it is, of this? It's second? not cumulative now. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, then I probably you could do have... one of three things. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I probably wouldn't have done the AOE then. Does anybody want their wounds treated? Yes, please. <laughs> All right. I don't know how to treat wounds, but I can do that, and I have a, some bonuses for being out in the woods because I'm a druid. So uh, what you, do I need to roll? If you have the medicine. skill feed, you can roll nature. Otherwise, you have to roll medicine, DC 15. Yeah, I got a, I got the natural medicine thing, so I can roll uh, nature, nature instead yeah. of that. Yeah, just a DC 15. DC 15. If you roll less than a 5, you hurt the person. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's kill. St- start with 10. <laughs> Let's kill. <laughs> Let's go. I rolled a 10. Well, I get a plus 2 circumstance bonus, so I don't think that's enough. No. What's your nature? Uh, plus 7. So that's nineteen, though. Wait, no, you rolled. A th- you oh, roll no, a I rolled three. on a thing. That is, I rolled, rolled a, a three. I rolled a three gotcha. naturally. Uh, roll twenty, gotcha, give it, gotcha. then take it away. I rolled twenty fives <laughs> on the ray of frost, but. Okay, so you uh, you don't hurt anybody, but you don't heal them either. Like my little leshy is getting in the way. It's like, no, I did. You gotta, you gotta put the thing over here. You gotta, you gotta poke it. You gotta keep on poking the wound. You gotta poke it until it bleeds. Stop, stop it. <laughs> Uh, so you, I think it's 24 hours you can't use a healer's kit on someone after it's been used. Is that correct? I do not know. Uh, no, it is one hour. One hour? Okay. Well, uh, in the meantime, uh, you want to try and help anyone else? We'll say there's ample time for you to try and uh, heal everybody. <laughs> yeah, does anybody yeah, else? I mean, uh, I, also, I, I got bit, so, you know, if you All right, let's can heal. Take two. Yeah, 25. That's a crit. That's a 28. <sighs> Favoritism. So. <laughs> I like I literally like give I put the leshy familiar I put the leshy I put my little leshy kid in like a like a cast iron pot like all right you know he's not gonna poke your wound anymore so we'll just you know wrap this up in a little gauze you know we'll get a little ointment on there uh, should I roll the two d eight or yeah the healer does all right oof four points oh <laughs> so you really used all your luck on those two ramp king of healing yeah. i mean to be fair that 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 puts me within like two of max yeah does anybody uh, is anybody else Ulrich could use one too yeah Ulrich and i believe uh barley could use one uh, i i use lay on hands on myself i'm good oh, okay cool all right so yeah just uh, uh, just Ulrich. this one's for Ulrich. 18 i think that Yay. works nice um, while this is all going on, Barley's going to look around at the uh, our, our other traveling compatriots and see what happened with the horses. If, like, what happened with all the horses? I assume it was the, the wolves, but were you able to get them all back? Everyone's safe and sound, no one injured? So as you go up to Ulf and Ulf, uh, you look at them, and they are, like, hitching everything back up. 
Yeah, it seems like the, the horses are okay. I It must have been the smell of the wolves, but we've come into wolves before. It must have been something different about these wolves that really scared him. Yeah, these horses don't usually spook that easy. I mean, we've been all over the country. Yeah, all over the country. But hey, the, if I the, might interject, uh, the big one, he threw my, up on us. Like, like caustic acid. Kind of messed up the front uh, wagon. Anyone? Anyone? Yeah, did any of you? Yeah, did any of you try to? Yeah, did any of you? Hey, okay. One of us goes first. Ulf, you go. Did any of you <laughs> look at the wolf? Tam. I mean, Tam. So Tam. while while this is happening, you may have noticed Tam rolled crafting because Tam is messily trying to butcher this thing in the bushes. In his mind's eye, he's cutting out fine steaks from it. <laughs> Alex, I rolled crafting seven in total. What does that mean? <laughs> It's uh, definitely not a success. You're just, you're just repeatedly <laughs> striking this wolf with your dog's <laughs> just making a bloody mess. So you rolled crafting so, seven. Uh, you don't, like, you would imagine, especially with the size of these wolves, that even a child with no hands who's completely blind <laughs> could cut a piece of usable meat off of it. But for some reason... Uh, you can't, and not only do you completely make it into some sort of weird reddish goo, uh, you take away almost all discernible features, <laughs> making them a little more than gray fur covered in red blood. So when when Tom hears Barley call his name, he's going to kind of poke his head out of the bushes, and he will be probably just looking like Jack the Ripper after a bad night. He's like, <laughs> what is, is it, Barley? Barley around, sees that, and goes, "Oh my God!" <laughs> Can you come? No, Barley, Barley, it's just me. I've, 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 I've tried to make a bit of dinner here, but oh, no, it's no, kind of gone look, wrong. You look, you look beautiful, bud. Uh, uh, I, th- I think it was the frost thing, mate, because I think they're all they need to be defrosted or something. But they're <laughs> don't, all a bit don't, don't defend mushy. your cooking to me. Um, I'm okay. Uh, can you come tell Ulf and Ulf over here more about the wolf? You got the most um, uh, intimate experience with it. So, so Tams that come out of the bushes maybe dragging the tail behind them. Just the tail. Uh, I, she, you have four that tails that are tied together. Yeah, don't take a look in the bushes, mate. It's gonna like if you're not a dog aficionado, it's gonna like just turn your stomach. It's a bit of a mess here. But I, one of them is like a really big man, and when it puked, it puked like acid or some shit over us and poor wee fizzy man he was like living up to his namesake fizzing away with all this acid and oh it was just awful as you approach (laughs) Ulf faints (laughs) Uh, can I can I roll a reflex to catch him before he hits the ground yes you can roll me a reflex nat one nat one so he actually lands on you and you take three points of non-lethal damage as you like try to set yourself up and instead he just crushes you because he is that much bigger than you are. I forget, what, what ancestry is Ulf and Ulf? What? What well, ancestry are they? They are humans. Just okay, yeah, so they're, they're twice as big as me. Vanilla humans. Um, and then Ulf walks up and he goes, sorry about my brother. Uh, he has a bit of a weak... And he throws up uh, just from the smell coming off of Tam. Uh, and they're both completely indisposed. So, so Tam's going to go over and give a hand to Barley and say, all right, mate, that big bastard looks like he's pure crushed. You do a hand out of there, mate. What, while you that's too. Ha- <laughs> while that's happening, does uh, anyone else want to take a look at the the remnants of whatever no. Tam's done? Uh, yeah, I'll investigate the remnants. I'm a nature buff. I maybe have the stomach for this sort of thing. 
Yeah, roll me a, a knowledge in nature, if you could be so knowledge. kind. Just, na that's just nature, moves. right? Yeah. Far away. <laughs> a 15. <laughs> Clive, Clive, 15. 15. Uh, so just having seen the wolf interacted with it, uh, looking at even the tail remnants, the tail itself, the blood, the way that it's oxidized inside the thick pelt is even different because usually when blood oxidizes, it becomes brown, becomes hard, but one of the tails, the largest one, hasn't yet, which is odd in and of itself because almost immediately once blood hits air, it turns bright red and then eventually turns to brown. What you also notice is that the blood is sizzling like a hot piece of steak on a warm rock. Now, what strikes you is not that animals shoot acid. You've seen plenty, but that wolves certainly don't, in that to do something like this is a mixture of both science and magic that kind of makes your stomach churn, not because it's so grotesque, but because to do this to an animal, you would have to have no regard for its well-being, and you would just do it for your own sick pleasure. Interesting. Boys, I think we have a Disney Imagineer on our hands. Magic and technology. <laughs> <laughs> and First they make Robo evil. Lincoln, now this. <laughs> They've gone too far. Yeah, boys, it seems like something's up with I like I feel like this this is a tampered. This wolf's been tampered with. This is like somebody broke the seal on this here wolf and it did some weird stuff to it. This this ain't natural. I can, yeah, I've seen my fair share of plains wolves, and I don't think living in a forest makes them breathe acid. Yeah, that's a new yeah. one to me. I mean, any of the the wolves, none of the wolves we had at the circus breathed acid. And circus wolves are weird, too, so if any wolf would, it'd be a circus <laughs> wolf. <laughs> Maybe. Like, some of them walk on, like, two legs. Yeah, exactly. It's unnatural. Um, <laughs> we should probably try to get the caravan moving again, huh? Who knows if there's more of those things out there. But there's yes. probably not. Uh, I don't want to stay here. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, we should probably Let's get go. a move on. Uh, Tam, do you want me to take another, uh, you know, take another whack at that there wound? I've got, I've got my son all locked up for the moment. You can hear like the clinking of like fists against a cat in the, in the inside of a cast iron pot. Ah, <laughs> oh, you can't look at that. Do you want one of these tails, by the way? Uh, you know what? I will take one of those tails. I'll be honored. Do, do you want the one with the the big fizzy bit in the? Oh uh, yeah, I'll take the fizzy butt one. If you don't want it. No, you can have that, man. It's, it's a bit I'll, weird. I'll do some more science to it so I can figure out what's going on. As I'm figuring, Aye, in my it, mind, figuring out a way. It burns your mouth. Don't, don't <laughs> stick it in your mouth. That was my mistake. Burns. Is there another check that we can roll on the, the big wolf to try to determine? Unfortunately, no. Uh, was... The nature was a generous one because... Yeah, yeah. It was the bodies destroyed. were destroyed by Tam. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, I, gave you, I gave you one. The, you would have to spend more time with the animal if you wanted to look to see if like arcane magics were done in with right. it. Okay. Uh, you can go and check out the corpses I mean, if you want. I do have detect magic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, the animals I... themselves do not emit any magic. Cool. Good to know. All right. Poir, uh, would you mind if I share the, the wagon with you and that you and I can take a closer look at what's left of these things. Like I said, I know a thing or two about Plains Wolves, and maybe I can help. Uh, sure, I, I don't mind. I, I'd appreciate any help, and we could we could swap stories. You see any good trees around here recently? As you guys talk back and forth, you watch as Bort and Tamley load up Ulf and Ulf's uh, vomiting and unconscious bodies, respectively, <laughs> into the back of the carts. Uh, Cookie has just managed to finish up the last of the bridling, as well as... Um, 
Glunda, <laughs> as well as Glunda <laughs> has managed to talk to the horses and settle down their uh, otherwise anxious ways. And you are ready to go before to place. before we go because I could assume some time has passed. Can I attempt to heal Tam one more time? I'll allow it. Hey, nineteen hey, plus no, two, roll a one. twenty-one. And then uh, that's a D8. Four yep. points of healing. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's it's and a lot easier son. when my son isn't, like, poking wounds with a stick. You know, it's tough sometimes, <laughs> you know, a single dad. Uh, you, you have a word with that kid, man. He's, uh, he's a wee bit out of order sometimes. Yeah, he's a free spirit, literally. Uh, he's, he's of the trees. Uh, he's a bit fucking annoying. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> like knowing that he is safely in a can, yeah, that's why I'm kind of excited to get to Plague Stone. You know, I'm you know I'm trying to get rid of this kid, but you know, it's it's hard being a single dad. Yeah, try to get rid of him. Yeah, you, you know, try. It's it's his, it's it's his mother's time turned for you know we got it. We got a dual agreement. Oh, right. I, I thought Where's you meant like. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm not I'm not uh I, I don't know what the term is for killing your son. I'm not that term. Because I was going to say, I mean, I could just leave murder. the wolves around there. Just <laughs> murder! <laughs> well, I know, like, pat, you know, patricide is killing your dad. I don't know. Son aside. Son aside. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, it, we just got this, we got this uh, dual arrangement here where we both have it on, you know, certain parts of the year. And, and my time has come to a close. So I'm, I'm here to, you know, I'm, I'm trying so, to get there. So, wait, is his, is his mother in Plaguestone? Yeah, she's the tree in Plaguestone. Oh, what a hang, hang on. So, you're not a tree, but she's a tree. Yeah, you know, I, I do, do, being so, I'm just, I'm, mate, I'm just trying to work out who this as, thing was born. As you guys start having this uh, in-depth discussion, the, the the wagon train starts rolling onwards. As you watch Tam make different shapes with his hand and try and smash them together and then quizzically <laughs> not find a combination that seems to work in his mind. And at, at some point, Barley would, would cut Tam off and ask if, if he and Poir can take a look at the, the remains before they start to get even more rotten. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, so, I, I can also help with looking at the remains. I the more eyes, the better. Books. Yeah. We'll say you all five of you will just pile into the third cart in the back. It's it's the largest. It's open air. You can fit all of you in there to uh, just hang around. Um, so what is the uh, what is the argument as you look at this fizzle bottom wolf? <gasps> Ulrich lore confirmed. Anyways, can I roll nature? Uh, you can. Let me see. It's been a while. I'm gonna need you to roll me a luck check. Which is uh, something that I do in my game. So okay. it's eleven or higher. I'll, I'll let you say that there is enough remains of the wolves for all of you to try and do your various checks. But ten or lower, unfortunately, there's too many goblin fang marks, and the fizzle blood has done its work. We we do have ray of frost, so can we just like freeze preserve this it. and just preserve? Th this is all part and parcel before you can uh, manage to uh, put it on ice, as it were. Uh, all right, all right. Let's get. I'm gonna cast go. guidance. Oh, for the you luck, know, you get a plus one. <laughs> no. All right. If anyone was gonna roll it, it's the halfling. Let's go. I rolled a ten. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> you see hero point? Nope. Damn it. As he as uh, Tam hands you. The, the wolf tail, you grab it, and he doesn't let go, so you basically unsheathe the Just, tail from its fur. Oh, 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 oh
Does any remnants. Does that provide any new information now that it's been deferred? <laughs> <laughs> the, the word is degloved and no. Uh, you immediately see Oryx's cheeks fill with vomit. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, you watch uh, Ulf. He's like, man, that sure was bad. He looks back too. at what you're doing and he vomits again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just does uh, everything. gets, But unfortunately, it is too decomposed. The, the remaining three tails, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to make another crafting roll. Um, Tam is trying to make a Rambo-esque bandana out of the three remaining tails. You braid them together. <laughs> if you've yeah. gotten a 10, I'd let you do it. But what, what you do instead is you make them into a belt, um, a really small one. Unfortunately, you're really bad at understanding circumference and the width of your yeah. shoulders. So you, you huck it over your head and your shoulder, and it won't quite go. So you flex a little and you manage to pull it down as you do this grotesque crunch comes through as you uh, completely obliterate all of the vertebra inside (laughs) of what was left of the tails and you actually stab yourself for one point of non-lethal damage as one of the shards of bone uh, stab you through the shoulder see you try and do something nice and this is what happens to you. I mean, I think we have nice different say, definitions of nice or different. <laughs> if you had told me that this would become some sort of terrifying, grotesque uh, horror show uh, because of this wolf <laughs> like, battle, I would have laughed at you at the time. But here I am <laughs> feeling the real idiot. Uh, it's like that scene from that's, The Thing. That's the joy of being a GM. Is. <laughs> yeah. Experiencing all yeah, that. you watch his. Uh, Listen, I I had to put up with you guys' nonsense and paranoia. So, uh, and that's even worse. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so, as you continue on, you eventually make it uh, unmolested to Plague Stone. Uh, as you pass through the middle of town, the wagon goes around the ancient Plague Stone, a large, flat, cylindrical rock standing about two feet high, with a hole in the center and a bowl-shaped depression off to one side. Uh, as you now know the story from Tanley, this was used for offerings back when the height of the plague was terrible. Upon arrival, you watch as the teams are secure the caravan for the night while Bort travels around town to conduct business with the crafters and the families that call Etrin's Folly home. You all are more than welcome to explore the town as you see fit. It is worth noting that a number of the homes, especially as you walk a little further northward, are in horrible disrepair, with some of the roofs having completely caved in to some of the doors just falling off of hinges due to becoming so encompassed in mold and lichens that they can't hold their own weights. Before he leaves, Bort recommends that you meet up with him at the feed mill. It is a place that acts as both stable and tavern for the town, as well you'll be betting for the evening. And that is where he leaves you. So, so what else is in this town? That's a great question, Aubrey. Why don't I show you? Oh, right now. Oh, Whoa! <laughs> oh, God. Roll 20 oh, is we, really good. All we see is black. Again? Hey, I <laughs> see it. Wait, I, I see, see it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm just fucking with Alex. Yes, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> so this is the town of Etrin's Folly. So... Let me go ahead and show you some of the points of interest. So you have the dead homes to the north, the plague Uh stone, which you passed by in the center of town, and the feed mill, which is the larger structure. There are a number of small stores, uh, nothing really of note. There's an armor. There's places where you can get weapons. 
uh, but the few coppers that you have left in your pockets don't offer you much in the way of being able to purchase things. Dead homes. Interesting. It's a new development. <laughs> dead homes. <laughs> oh. Terrible um, marketing. Uh, yeah, yeah. The dead homes. Oh. <laughs> oh. Luxury condos from the 20 golds higher. <laughs> Actually, I have some bad news for you. Uh-oh. On the northwest edge of town, near the river, stands an old willow tree in front of a dilapidated home. Though not unlike other nearby homes with overgrown plants and poorly maintained structures, this one is significant because it houses someone named Hallad. You have been warned that Hallad is the town bully and that you should stay far away from that home. You, Poir, are intimately familiar with this willow as you once fell deeply in love with it and you assume it fell deeply in love with you it's tough to tell it's a tree however as you take your little son over to it you find it has fallen ill some years past its branches have withered its leaves have fallen off and you see that someone has murdered this tree sharp axe marks have been carved into the base of its once beautiful base. The bark that you fell so deeply in love with, so supple, so rough, I assume. Thick. Uh, thick. <laughs> poor poor likes and thick. Poor likes and thick. <laughs> Has desiccated and fallen to whatever mites have crawled in and out of your once beloved's corpse. You fall to the ground, screaming, Praying, wondering why someone would do this. Is, is such a beautiful tree? Is this the mother to my child? Is this the mother to my? Indeed, child? it is. Shit, I'm stuck with this kid forever. <laughs> Bar- Barley will walk up and, pl- and place a hand on, on Poir's yeah. shoulder, saying, "I'm so sorry you've had to go through this, uh, but don't be sad that she's gone." Uh, I know it's just a tree, uh, uh, but be happy for the times you've spent with her. And the, the gift she's given you, when I gesture to his child. Tom, she was... Tom's going to wander over and put his hand on his other shoulder and sort of pat him in a very comforting manner. And he's going to point at the tree and say, Is that your girlfriend? <laughs> she used to be. I don't... <sighs> You're a creepy bastard, by the way. That's no hey, right. You know, the rats and, and the rats and wisdoms and teachings of a leaf druid are very complex, and I don't feel like it's necessary for me to explain myself to you. And it's absolutely I, not. I am grieve. <laughs> he says this to you while uh, flies had begin to accumulate, not only around his misshapen bandana of wolf tails, but also around his festering wound that the wolf tails caused. I'm gonna. Uh, can I help you with that? Can I? Can I do something to clean you up a bit, or are you against well, that? Well, y- y- you've tried a couple of times, and with the, the greatest of respect, Maybe it wasn't exactly amazing. Well, but... I mean, to be fair, I'm talking more about the. the the general ambiance of flies you're talking about. Can I? Would it be would it be offensive to you for me to clean you? As long as you're not going to date me, what you did to that tree, I'm all right with it. A single so. single tear runs down my face as I cast Prestidigitation <laughs> on him and clean him of the like wolf viscera. He still smells terrible, but looks great. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> using the the real needs for prestidigitation, making someone look nice. And <laughs> yes. end of list. <laughs> hey, you know it helps. <laughs> yeah, it works. Uh, so that dead willow, the second I saw it, I knew. It had to be, uh, and I'm, okay. I'm so sorry, but it, this is part of the adventure, so, yeah. this dead willow tree. So it, it is described in detail in the book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, like, this sucks. Like, I'm a, God, I keep, I don't want to be that type of guy that's just like, I'm going to have to keep hold this sun forever, but I was really hoping. Daddy, 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 why is, yeah, why is mom yeah, dead? Don't worry about it. Just stay in my pocket. It's bad outside. Um, she smells gross. Yeah, no, yeah, she does. It's a circle, it, you know, it's a circle of life, you know, um. What's a circle? I don't understand non-orthogonal, non-Newtonian shapes. God damn it. I told you not to read them their books in that library. <laughs> <laughs> You're speaking nonsense now. We're tree people, all right? We just know leaves and dirt. Daddy, 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 what do you think about string theory? I think you need to get out of my yarn box is what I think about string theory. All right. Well, so it looks like somebody has murdered this this tree. Correct. But it's not cut down, right? It's not. It's like no. It was like cut, but in a way that would probably kill it, not necessarily down it. Is I think is what which is saying. a yeah. weird thing to do. It is. I'm gonna odd. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna, Can I roll nature? Uh, it, you uh, you go first. So I'm gonna I'm gonna strut up to the tree and I'm gonna investigate a little further. I'm gonna assume that this house nearby is the owner of said tree. Correct. Yep. Um, and while he's doing that, can I specifically inspect the cuts to try to see how old they are? You can. So, uh, both of you roll me a knowledge nature. With great gusto. <laughs> Eight. Eight. The Ten. cuts in the tree are somewhere between uh, two weeks and 12 years old. Well, I rolled. it was this millennium. I rolled only slightly better and I got a 10. You're certain that these cuts are somewhere between four weeks and ten years old, narrowing Ooh. it ever so slightly. I'm gonna go up to the house nearby and I'm gonna knock on the door. Uh, and, and and Barley will kind of look at everyone else and be like, "Should we be here for this, or should we let him handle this personally?" Do you think he'd he'd like if we made? What if we like cut part of it off and made a wee trinket for him, like a wee figure or something out of wood? Do you think he'd like that? Uh, Barley puts a hand on Tam's head and says, that's a very nice thought. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> All right. I you, thought that'd be like, consider it what, or something. What if What if we cremate the mother and then compress it into a diamond you can wear around your neck? That's a quality idea, man. I'd that's love to see you do adorable, that. But also, there's still the thought, and, and, and I'm not here to yuck anyone's yums, but do most people wear their relatives as jewelry? I don't know. Teach their own. I don't think as so. As he grasps the diamond on his <laughs> neck. <laughs> uh, as you all uh, are having this conversation, Poir walks up and he, he knocks on the door. Some time passes. Uh, no one answers Poir. Hey, excuse me. I, I, I just want to talk about the tree you got in front of your house. Uh, it, it, at, at one point in my life, it was the love of my life, and I just wanted to talk to somebody about it real quick. Do we hear like any movement or see? Yeah, I was, I was about to ask you that. Don't. No, I like seeing if uh, if it looks like anybody's actually lived in this house recently. Ooh, you know what? Roll me a perception, please. I have a spell and... just for this. I assume there's like small cracks um, and crevices. A, that is a thirteen. 
13. Uh, it does look like someone has been here even today. Like, the footmarks, though your all is starting to obscure the ins and outs, uh, do seem fresh. And you know that it rained uh, at least a night or so ago, so they would have washed away any old footfalls. Alex, can I roll my thievery to see if there's a way into the house? I'm, I'm, I'm way ahead of you. I have something called Pest Form. Uh, I can transform into a tiny animal, such as a cat, insect, or lizard. I'm thinking an insect of the fly variety, perhaps. Mm. Um, so, mm-hmm. as Poir backs up and raises his hand, ready to transform into a pest, you just hear from behind you, Hey, what are you doing at my house? You all turn around, and this massive orcish man stands there, holding an axe unsheathed from his back. I'll give you five seconds to explain yourselves. Barley's and we'll have to see what this guy's going to do to you next time oh. on this dun, 2 dun, dun, Pathfinder dun. show. <laughs> you, it's my wife! Pathfinder show! <laughs> My my oh, ex-wife my ex-wife tree happens to be in your front yard and I'm trying to avenge her murder. Does that make sense? No. Hello. <laughs> I'm also coming here. this month on NBC. <laughs> yeah. Ex-wife tree. What a birch. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. Four Corners Games podcast is property of Four Corners Games, Inc. For more information about Four Corners Games, please visit fourcornersgames.com with the number four. Music and sound on this episode by Sirenscape, because epic games need epic sound. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo, Inc., which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo, Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo, Inc. and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. The Four Corners Games podcast is sponsored by Roll20.net, and we are a proud member of the Roll20 Spotlight program. Our game today was played through and facilitated by Roll20.net. If you're looking for an amazing way to play on the tabletop, both in person and virtually, go check out Roll20.net.